Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. It's good to be back. Yep, once again. I know, new month, November. Crazy. Can you believe it? It's November 1st when everyone hears this. It's a little sad because I have a lot of Halloween clothes. And when I put them all away, it's a sad day. Come November, I don't have anything to wear. <laughs> oh, that's keep kind wearing of because Halloween. before Halloween, I was wearing shorts. Yes, and t-shirts. Sure. And then my Halloween clothes are a variety of t-shirts and sweaters and pants and leggings. And now when those go away, I'm going to need pants and sweaters and leggings that are not Halloween. That are not Halloweeny. But I don't have any. So I have very few, I should say. Not any. I need to do... You can do some shopping, some shopping. which is never bad. Right. I need to... It's kind of fun. Kind of. Kind of. I've got to, got to get on that. Yeah. It's here. November's here. So... I've, like, loved the changing seasons and spent all my time in, at TJ Maxx buying their sweaters. Ooh. They have lots of I good sweaters. I never think to go there. It's great, because then I don't feel bad. It's like $16 for a for sweater. For a sweater. And I'm like, sweet, I can wear it. And if I hate it, it's okay. It wasn't like I spent $50 (laughs) right on one top. I was looking at some, even at Target. They can be expensive. That were like, I was looking at some pants and they were like 60 something dollars. And I'm like, at Target? Seriously. No, thank you. You're like, I can go to a nice Mm, store for that. That's why I'm at Target. Because I want to spend $24. Yes, on a pair I'm of 100% with you. I'm cheap. I am so, cheap. And that's why I like TJ Maxx. You can actually find things for $24 okay. or less at TJ Maxx. Okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> Just give it a, a little try. shout out to the TJ. <laughs> I haven't been to a TJ Maxx in years. I might spend my preschool hours wandering TJ You can get home goods. <laughs> you, you can, can get, get it all. Everything. Kids, Maybe adults. we need a field trip. I'm in. Okay. Count me in. You might find me there when you go. I'll run into you. Okay. But today, we yes. have what's on your shelf. Absolutely. And we need to learn more about... Anthony Door. Cuckoo Nest. What's it called? It is called Cloud Cuckoo Land. Cloud Cuckoo Land. Yes. It's a little cuckoo. Or cuckoo nest. That's it, fine, too. We're all going to feel a little cuckoo. Well, hopefully not when we're done. Right now, it does seem a little. Um, I know. I'm very intrigued. Very much. Yes, Anthony Dewar has a lot of awards. Really? And they are listed on his bio. So this is his website bio. Anthony Dewar was born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio. He is the author of of the story collections, The Shell Collector and Memory Wall, the memoir Four Seasons in Rome and the novels About Grace and All the Light We Cannot See, which was awarded the 2015 Pulitzer Prize for Fiction and the 2015 Andrew Carnegie Medal for Excellence in Fiction. His newest novel, Cloud Cuckoo Land, was published on September 28th this year and is shortlisted for the National Book Award. Doors. Short stories and essays have won five O. Henry Prizes. Hmm. Put your seatbelts on for these prizes and awards. Because here we go. And been anthologized in the Best American Short Stories, New York American Stories, the Best American Essays, the Scribner Anthology of Contemporary Fiction, and many other places. (laughs) His work has been translated into over 40 different languages and won the Barnes & Noble Discover Prize the Rome Prize, the New York Public Library's Young Lions Award, a Guggenheim Fellowship, an NEA Fellowship, an Alex Award from the American Library Association, the National Magazine Award for Fiction. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Four Pushcart Prizes, two Pacific Northwest Book Awards, four Ohioana, Ohioni. What? I can't even say this one. It's almost like Ohio, Ohio... Ohioana, Ohioan uh, <laughs> Book Awards, the 2010 Story Prize, which is considered the most prestigious prize in the U.S. for a collection of short stories, and the Sunday Times Audible Short Story Award. All the Light We Cannot See was a number one New York Times bestseller, remained on the New York Times bestseller list for over 200 weeks. Whoa. 200 weeks. That's amazing. And is being adapted as a limited series by Netflix. 
Okay. I did not know that. I didn't know that. Dora lives in Boise, Idaho with his wife and two sons, though he is often asked, as far as he knows, he is not related to the late writer Harriet Dorr. Hmm. I feel like he's just a little greedy. Like, can he share all the prizes? Like, share the love. You just can't help it, I guess, when you're such a good writer. They just won't stop giving them to him. Yeah. He's like, they're just keep giving them to me. What am I supposed to do? I just feel bad for the other writers. (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah. I would say now the bar has been set quite high. Quite high. Those are some awards. Yeah. This book. Has a lot. I hope I to hold like to. it as much as I liked <laughs> All the Light You Cannot See. I like that one. Yeah, I did too. <laughs> I still, when I read, when I think about that book, I think of the vividness and the detail of when they left France. So pretty close to the beginning with his daughter who was blind and the description of the journey from someone who had no eyesight. That description of the smells and the sounds was so amazing to me. I had never even thought about a period in time, a historical fiction without sight. Right. Like just to think about what it was like. Totally. To not see where you were going, but the smells of where you were going and the sounds of the people around you and the artillery trucks. I just remember that being such an amazing scene. Totally. How well written it was. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so I'm looking forward to another amazing scene like that, Anthony. I hope you deliver. It sticks in my brain. Do you want the Sarah and Jamie award? (laughs) Oh, he hasn't gotten that yet. Not yet. We'll see. (laughs) Yeah. We'll We'll see see if he makes the short list. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, goals. Right. Goals. Okay, Sarah, we got to talk. What's on your shelf, Jamie? Yeah. I noticed this one was on your shelf. Ooh. And so I'm going to bring it up. So much. What is it? Beautiful World, Where Are You? I did not like this book. (laughs) I saw that you did not finish it. I did not. I rarely do not finish a book. I saw that you did not finish it. Tell me, Jamie, did you like it? You should have finished it. Why? Because I hated the first half. Right? Hated. It was awful. Okay, at least we I'm going to give you that. It was awful. Awful. It was And I'm awful. pretty sure why you quit reading it was because of the girl that um it was like jumping was making the, the phone place. calls to the other friend that's a boy. Yes, there was a lot there of was, was there was, like, was a why? lot of weirdness of relationships and um seriously a lot of a lot friends with benefits and some phone calls. <laughs> And that I was, was like, a part of it, and uh, it was just like, well, if this is just it, like if we're just randomly gonna see sex scene after sex scene, I'm yeah. out. Like that's not interesting to me. I actually want something deeper than that. <laughs> 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 so I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So, but you say the second half is better. I gave it four stars, Jamie, and I really thought the beginning, like this, is awful. Not that it's not well written, but I just didn't... It was kind of hard to follow. It was hard to follow. I felt the same way. It very much goes back and forth between... It was almost as if she's she's writing these letters to her friend. Like every other chapter is her correspondence with her friend through letter. And so that part is almost like a memoir. Yeah. Like this is our inner she's not thoughts. Getting our serious a response. Yeah. This is not just how you live. This is real conversation and my real thoughts. So I almost felt like it went between nonfiction and fiction as you're reading it. Because then you'd go back to what she was doing and what was going on in her life. And it was fiction. It was a fictional novel. But then you read these letters and it's like you're reading about a person like her inner thoughts and feelings so that was Mm -hmm. interesting and it took a little while for me to get used to that format so first I did not like that format and then after I figured out what was going on it was like her letters were almost you know how like old school letters are written like historically with such beautiful like 
yeah. thoughts and I don't know. I just felt like the writing in her letters was well done, like really good writing. She's a novelist, this character. Yes. And um, she's living in this huge house by herself. She's moved to this new village. And so she's spending a lot of time in this home by herself. And she's writing these letters back to her friends that are back in her hometown. And then it's going through the lives of her friends and what what's going on in their lives. And yes, there's some super messed up stuff going on and some crazy choices made and everyone's just, are they there for each other? Are they not there for each other? Who's figuring out whose life? Sometimes you've got to forget your friends to figure out yourself. And I feel like it redeemed itself to the point where I gave it four stars. That is amazing. Because the first part, it was a rough start and it had... It was almost like, what am I reading? How did the publisher get past that first part? <laughs> but I believe you also didn't like normal people. I did not like normal Sally people. Sally Rooney wrote that as well. So the same author wrote yeah. both of these. And I liked... I didn't know that when I read Beautiful World, Where Are You? I didn't yeah. realize it was the same author Okay. when I started it. Okay. If you had, would you have started it? That's a fair question. Because you, I really didn't like normal people. Have you read anything else by Sally Rooney? I have no idea. I actually don't have any idea either. I liked um, I liked normal people. I gave it... Let's see what I gave it. I gave normal people four stars as well. So, um, Conversations with Friends I have not read. So, no, I haven't read um, anything else by her. I've just read the two. But... I've given them both four stars. So I guess I kind of like that. And it is, it's not. Wow, and, she's written quite a few things. Yeah, there are quite a few here. It's not, like, it's a, it's different. Both of hers are pretty, like, these are people who struggle in life. And it shows a lot of mental illness and making bad choices. It's not rose-colored glasses book, by all means. It's, yeah, it has some darkness to it. And I, and I would kind of compare it to, um, to be a wallflower, or what? Oh, uh, what is that one? Yeah, um, I know exactly what, what book you're talking. Yeah, it kind of, I would say goes along with showing like real perks of being a wallflower. Perks of being a wallflower, like the dark side but of humans. But even like perks of being a wallflower, I enjoyed more than yeah. okay, yeah. But yeah, I kind can of, see. It's quite an I edge. can see that. Yeah, yeah. And maybe it was that the perks of being a wallflower is younger. Right. And that's and so true. you're like They're taking, yeah, you're intensifying. Yeah. Anyway, I ended up okay. really liking it. But I, when I saw that you didn't finish reading, I was like, <laughs> I know right where she quit because I was there too. I and I, I kept going and I felt like it was, a. I liked it. Huh. I thought it was good. So, okay. Beautiful World, Where Are You by Sally Rooney. Okay. See if you're a Sarah or a Jamie. Read I want to hear about it. <laughs> I want to know. Okay. The first book I'm going to talk about today is Local Woman Missing. I think I read this. Did just you? Just recently. Didn't By I? By Mary Kubica? <laughs> I don't know. If yes. I, did you talk about it? I don't I don't remember. Yeah, I think I did. Did you? Okay, well then we'll, we'll be talk about, about it. it. Okay. Yeah, what did you so think? So just a refresher. Woman goes missing. She's a mom. She uh -huh. has two kids. She's like a, no, no, a doula. Yes. She's a doula. And so the whole time you're trying to figure out like where she is. Her daughter's missing too. Where is the daughter? Then a, a girl who's been in captivity gets away from her captives like mm -hmm. 11 years later and says that she's the daughter. And... I did not like they take you down like 50 different roads. I this is the one when I talked about the very beginning, like her escape. Yeah. Holy moly. That was so scary. It was so scary. And I haven't read a book with such fear invoking as that beginning yes. part right there. I definitely felt that I just was desperate for her. I was so proud of her for like finally getting away yeah. and to live in the darkness. Like she didn't see any light for 11 years except for when the door opened. Right. What? 
Like, can you even imagine? That's awful. I mean, it makes the, me so sad. Yeah, very sad for her. So, I don't know. I don't know what you gave it. What did you give it? I gave it four stars. Yeah, I gave it three stars. Okay, I liked it. It was. I did not see the end. It was a crazy twist, and it when was. you find out who actually is involved in all of this, it's, it's crazy, it, and how it all ends up like, coming going together. Bad. And, yeah, yeah. <gasps> It was crazy. It's a good figuring out it. I did not figure it out. Yeah. And it made me like look around, go and go, who in the world? And what do we not know about the people behind their closed doors? Seriously, though. People have stuff going on. For real. You know, pay attention (laughs) to everything. everything. That is crazy. There was a Mm. lot of like bad choices being made all around. And can I just say the one lesson I learned is there is no good secret. No. Like, there, you should tell someone everything, mm-hmm. right? Like so that somebody maybe it knows doesn't need to be the same person that you tell everything to. But every there should you be need to let yeah someone there should be someone who knows each thing. Yes, because this woman kept so many secrets, and it made it very difficult in to find to try to figure something yeah. out. There were too many unknowns. Yes, so many. It was crazy. Yeah. I was like, why is this a good idea? Like that was one thing I think that. That had me give her three stars. Because, like, everything about who they were describing, like, the char- her character and everything was, like, good, open, honest, do-gooder. Yeah. And yet, she kept a whole load of secrets. And so, it just didn't seem to, like, yeah. mesh. She had a very secret life. But there, it did not, it was not who she was. Like, right. apparently, she was one person. Right. Anyway, that was weird. Who are you? Pick, pick, pick. Pick who you're at. Yeah. Anyway. Hmm. Okay, the next one I'm going to talk about is Just Mercy. Ooh, I, you've read this one, but quite a while ago, it yes. sounds like mm-hmm. I'm like slow to the. Where have you been? Where have I been on this one? Um, Just Mercy: A Story of Justice and Redemption by Brian Stevenson. It came out in 2014. Um, it it's a true story. It's Brian Stevenson is the lawyer who um, he started an organization for the wrongly accused. And so I've kind of gotten into some podcasts lately on um, the Innocence Project and kind of going down this row of how many people are on death row that are wrongly accused, how many wrongly accused people are serving jail sentences, the demographics of those serving jail sentences, and the demographics of those um, on death row. And this lawyer has started this nonprofit organization to help those that are wrongly accused, specifically those on death row, Mm -hmm. um, to retry or look into their cases more and make sure that we're not executing somebody that didn't actually do the crime. And the sad part is there's quite a few. And the people who have received death row sentences for such minor things. It's so crazy. The mental illness rate of those, um, the educational level, the veterans, just kind of the demographics altogether, um, ethnicity that makes up death row. And whether, you know, at what age can you sentence someone to death? Um, what mental capacity can someone be at who's sentenced to death? And like level of evidence uh, that they evidence. have against them that mm-hmm. you're going to say, yeah, we know for sure. Right. Whether there were, so if you're looking uh, a high percentage are black men on death row, were any of the jurors black Yeah, that sentenced them to death? Like looking at all the little details of um, the the specialists that come in to, you know, say whether something is viable or not. Uh, to be a specialist requires no certification. Ha. You can just come in and for $50 a day, you can be specialized in whatever they say, whatever they say there. Like there's not really, they yeah. build up these reputations, but they don't really have the credentials to make them a specialist in anything. There were there's not requirements there, and so to be a blood splatter and now 
analyst and now looking at all these things like lie detectors, blood splatter, um, even witnesses, all of these things have been shown to not be valid. Like a witness in the time of a stressful situation adds information, deletes information, makes up information. Blood splatter science is not as big of a deal as they were making it be at one point. All of these things have led many people to be in jail who are still in jail and on death row. And this one specifically, oh my gosh, the the main guy that is on death row, his jail cell is right next to the execution room. Oh my gosh. So he smells and hears when someone is executed. How traumatizing. A, you know you're on death row. He doesn't know when he's going to die. Yeah. They are told about a month before their execution date is set. Yeah. So you're sitting on death row having no idea if it's going to be this year or five years or 10 years or next month. Yeah. And so sitting there with that unknown, that big question mark, and then hearing somebody else, the things that the just awful, just awful. Yeah. The thing I loved about this book was that you're hearing it as like a story like this lawyer it's him telling the story mm-hmm. and writing the book, and he's giving his experience, how he got into it, yes. how he became interested in helping that particular group of people. Mm-hmm. And he talks about little stories and like little other cases yeah, that he's handling. There. But then all throughout, you are hearing more details of this, of one, this one big case. case. Yes. And then you get the outcome of that case at the end. And I was fascinated. It was fascinating. It's so well written. Mm-hmm. It's eye opening. Absolutely. It it makes like when I read a books like this, and I want to be involved, I want to like, yes. what can I do to help? What yes. can I do to be a voice to show support to yeah. not to not judge myself oh. based off of my past experiences or what I've been taught or For what, sure. you know, that's good. I it's it was it's really good, and right now I'm reading the other book. I'm not. I was hoping to be finished by today, but there, the sun does shine is written by the convicted by the wrongfully yeah. convicted person Anthony Ray Hinton, and he's the one who's on death row. So then he wrote a book, his perspective of it, and so next, what's on your shelf? We'll talk about that. One. Awesome. Yeah, very, so what did you give it? I gave it. I think I gave it five stars. Yeah. I, why do I even need to look? I gave it five stars. I gave How it do you, five stars like, too. Yeah. Unbelievable so story. And for, like, I look at, um, I have so much respect for Brian Stevenson, who's gone to law school, probably has some school debt or has done a lot to get there, regardless if he has debt or not. He's done a lot to get there. You become a lawyer, you you can go down the road of making tons of money. Oh, yes. Or you start a nonprofit and you barely get by. Yeah. And you're helping people at the bottom who nobody else is going to help because they can't afford to pay you. They have nothing. nothing. And he even goes through this, like lawyers that come and are like, okay, I'll help you, but I need $15,000 up front. These, like, it can't even come up with a with $10 to travel to visit him and jail his family. Like seriously, the amount of money, it, there's just no way $15,000 is I know. even plausible. And now the like requests that he gets from people to take on his case, because mm-hmm. they know that he actually cares and is like, he can't yeah. take them all. Yeah. And so the, the need to pick and choose. I don't know how you do how that. You choose like, when you know, they all desperately need your yeah. help. It's just, yeah. it would be so hard. He's just so, in such a hard spot. Yeah. Amazing. But it's a great story. Good human beings in this world. Oh, yeah. Love it. Loved it so much. Awesome. Good book. Yes. Um, The next one I'm going to talk about is The Guide. Ooh. Have you seen this one? By Peter Heller. Have you seen that? No. Okay. I was I was excited about the premise of this book. It's like there's a guide, like a wilderness guide, and he takes people fly fishing and you go to a retreat and mm-hmm. you, you're like going on a fishing retreat and you stay in the mountains in a lodge 
And these are very well-to-do clients and travelers that come and stay. And they have a lot of money. And so, like, each group has, like, their own special guide. So, he's um, assigned to this woman. And they don't use last names because to protect the privacy of these famous people. Yeah. And he's set to take her fly fishing every day. And you go on these big fly fishing excursions. And he teaches you how to do it and to tie your flies and like the whole bit. Yeah. And he's new. He's a new guide, <clears throat> newly hired. And so he's new to this. Um, I don't even know what you call it. Like resort. It's okay. like very private. And he, it feels kind of different. Like there's things going on there. There's obviously something happening underneath the surface that he's not quite aware of, but it's just kind of sketchy. Um, and so as, as he and his, person that he's mm-hmm. guiding um go throughout the week they start to recognize things that just don't sit right and they don't they kind of start breaking some of the rules because the rules seem extreme and they can't figure out like what is going on so anyway they start to see something fishy happening and try and they try to uncover exactly what it is and um I, I'm not going to spoil anything because it does kind of go like right away. Like you start into the mystery of what's happening at this place. And it wasn't what I thought. It was, I was very surprised. I do, I will say um, it's timely. Okay. It's timely. It had, you know, it's for now. And maybe because of that, it was a little bit rushed. Uh, I like the premise. Okay. And I like where it went. I do. I thought it was good, but I felt like I kind of, it just jumped really fast from one thing to the next. Like you, it needed a little bit more time, you know, rather than just, it just got there too quick. Yeah. So I liked it. I gave it three stars, but I felt like it could have been like really cool book, but they just kind of maybe rushed it. Missed a little bit there. Yeah. Hmm. That would be my feelings. Now I'm guessing. You gave it three stars? I gave it three stars. So a good book. Good. I, um, I'm debating whether, I mean, we're reviewing books. I have a book that's a two star. So I'm not recommending for you to read it. And so I'm going to talk about it for only the red flag, because I waited forever for it. What is it? It's called Wait For It by Jen McKinley. And this is the cover. And maybe I picked it based off the cover. It's a really cute cover. And I just want to be laying in a pool under the warm sun. And it, yeah, it's a beautiful cover. It's, it's been on, it's been on a few lists I've seen, not, and the wait for it from the library was forever. And then it was, eh. right. I didn't quit reading it. I, I enjoyed the story enough to finish it. And it was enjoyable, almost for the point of being so like, are you kidding me? Or like gag? Like it was, it's a rom-com. Sure. But it was very predictable. Very, I wrote for my review on Goodreads that um, it's a mix between Beauty and the Beast and Me Before You sprinkled with a lot of misogyny. Like (laughs) it's, it is like, honestly, she moves into this guest house because she's just changed careers and so much of it was good. Like at the basis of the storyline was good. But then there's just like, oh my gosh, this guy is such a jerk. Why would you? No. Yeah. Walk away. Yeah. You don't have to change someone. You don't have to be there for them. They got to figure their crap out. Yeah. And you don't have to be a part of that. Right. But she's going to help him. It's kind of like the Beauty and the Beast. Like he's the beast. Don't we and all he's like, like want yelling to, like, at her. Fix. Yeah. That innate feeling of like wanting to help someone or fix someone or you could help them slay their own demons and then they're going to be that prince inside. And like every Disney movie, (sighs) but I'm reading it. This is not a Disney movie. These are real people. Right. And no lady, no girls. Yeah. You don't. This is not the book. There's somebody else there and they can get a therapist. (laughs) <laughs> and work through their issues. Absolutely. That's what therapists are for. Exactly. Not a relationship to work through your issues. That's You need to fix the yourself wrong message. before you have a relationship or other than your relationship. Yes. I don't think. I think it's very difficult 
to try and do that in tandem. Try to fix each other. Yeah. You know, yeah. Or the other. Yeah. Just, just girls. Yeah. Girls. Totally. Come on. You can do. Totally. You don't have to. You do you. You're better than this. You let them do them. And so anyway, I I enjoyed it enough, but you don't need to read it. Okay. There you go. I just gave you the whole gist of it. Awesome. It's like a Disney story, but real people. And it's just, it loses the magic when it's not a when Disney it's character. Not a Disney. But then you were also looking at Disney character now, like. I, I kind of uh, do that now. What message were, were we sending? Like the and music is so fun. Like what message why? are we buying into? Yes. I think Ugh. they're getting better. Yes, I agree. But there was a long there time was... of hard messages. Yeah. Yep. So what did you give? We're it? learning. I gave it two stars. Two stars. Yeah. Don't, don't, you don't need don't to Don't waste it. your time. Yeah. I just gave you the full. I won't waste there my time. There you go. Move, move on. And when you see it, done. that it's a 12 week wait at the library, it's not because it's good. It's because it has a good cover. Okay. There you go. And some Sometimes people are like, happens. the best rom-com I've read in a long time. I guess if you really like rom-com with a lot of misogyny, you're going to like right. it. There's one that I read. I, yeah, we could talk about these kinds of books forever. Yeah. But I've had that experience before where everybody, I mean, it was one that everyone was talking about it. And I was like, give me a break. Yeah. Like, this is not There's what I'm looking just, for in a romance. Yeah. So I would, if you read it and loved it, I would love to discuss with Absolutely. you. Absolutely. I love I that love kind that. of stuff. That is so yeah. fun. Okay, well, the next book I'm going to talk about is Rock, Paper, Scissors. Ooh, on my wait, on my list to read, I don't have enough holds to get it from the library on my hold list right now. You're going to want to so that we can talk about it. It's by Alice Feeney. Okay. I don't think I've read any others by her. She's got a number of other books, but Hmm. she's new to me. Okay, I think um, I don't think I've read anything by her as well. She this story is about a married couple who um it's really just focused on them. They win a trip to like an Airbnb like this kind of in the middle of nowhere. I think they're in Ireland somewhere. Okay. And it's winter time, so it's cold, and it's like this converted chapel. So it's like an old chapel that they've converted into a home. And they win this trip. At the very beginning of the book, you can see, like, this couple does not get along well. Um, it seems that they're headed for divorce. Okay. And this is kind of a last-ditch effort to maybe save the relationship. Yeah. Um, and... As you're you're hearing, you're kind of jumping from like this trip to letters that the wife is writing her husband, and she wrote these letters every year on their anniversary. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, "This year, you know, this is what it was like for us." And this year, and so it goes on and on for they were married for ten years, and the husband is a screenwriter, and he he adapts books mm-hmm. into movies and it it talks about his experience in this with this like job and how okay. he's found success and her involvement in that and she works at a pet rescue home like they adopt pets out to people and she is so happy doing that and he kind of talks about how maybe she'd be happier if she found something a little bit more I don't know, that would require more of her. That seems too, you know, easygoing mm-hmm. and she, and doesn't require a lot of attention. So anyway, it, that's one of their battles. They have a lot of little battles. It's just like a marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And you watch them through the years, like the good and the bad and all the things. And they, you know, their, their efforts to have a baby and all the things. And things don't go well at this retreat. Okay. And maybe they're not alone. And is it haunted? All the things that you might think would happen in this deserted little frozen over tundra. It just sounds spooky and scary. And anyway, and is it someone else there or is it the other spouse doing things? And it's 
kind of creepy. Mm. And so that you're constantly trying to figure out like who's behind the things happening, what exactly brought them to this point of, you know, their unhappiness. They were so happy at the beginning. Anyway, it, it was good. I gave it four stars, but wow, it, I, there's so many things I want to say, but I want, I don't want to spoil anything. Ah. So I want you to read it. Okay. So that we can talk about it. So that we can talk about it. And it's, it's definitely a book up your, like thriller, you know, it's a book you will like, I think, but I want to talk about it in more detail. So I gave it four stars. It's on my list. We'll talk as soon as I'm done. Hurry. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My last one today is Catch and Kill, Lies, Spies, and a Conspiracy to Protect Predators by Ronan Farrow. Oh, my. This. I was unfamiliar with this book before you mentioned it. It. I've been recently listened to the Epstein podcast. Why can't I think of his first so name? So disturbing. Um, I and, don't think it even requires yeah, his first name. You know who I'm talking about. And yes. so I've kind of just been taking a deep dive into that whole mess, rabbit hole. And this is, so Ronan Farrow is a, um, an investigator, investigative reporter. And he is the person who was investigating the Harvey Weinstein sex scandal and bringing it to light. Wow. So that's what this book about. That is the main topic of this story and how he is writing it. And NBC knows he's writing. He's working for NBC. They know what story he's working on. And yet they keep like doing this pushback on him, like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, you know, like, okay, well, the lawyers say this and this. We have to have so, you know, like just putting all these requirements on it, requirements on it. They are pushing off the story. They're trying to make it impossible being brought to for light. him. Absolutely. And when it gets to the point where they can no longer, they just are like, the story is dead. Nope, it can't go anywhere. We can't bring it up. And he so then he takes it somewhere else because he is so um, he feels like it's so important. Yes, it is. He This story needs to be brought. He's disgusted. He's interviewed all these women who have been sexually assaulted by Harvey Weinstein, and nobody is doing anything about it. And people know about it and are just brushing it under the rug because he's got so much money. He's got so much power. And this tends to be a pattern with people like him. So amongst the story and the investigation of Weinstein, it does talk a little bit about Epstein. It talks a little bit about Trump. Um, it talks a little bit about Matt Lauer and his experience with NBC and his quick departure from NBC. And it's it's so gross. It's so gross that a, a company, an organization – when this is brought to light, as if they didn't know, but they buy the story and then kill it. So they're still paying the journalists for their work and getting it done and getting the story, but killing the story, never airing it, never publicizing it, never bringing it to light. Mm -hmm. So this can continue to go on and go on and go on. And these women who honestly are just trying to better their careers and making their way in their career and and know that unfortunately, this is what happens. And no one's going to listen to you. And no one's going to care. This is just the way. And the women who maybe this didn't happen to, but knew it was happening, that turn a blind eye, the men, I mean, it's not better one or the other men or women who turn a blind eye to this. It's humans that turn a blind eye to... So that they don't rock the boat for themselves. Yes, assault. Exactly. Nobody wants to be the one outed. And they also know if they say anything, it's not going to get anywhere. It's just going to ruin their career. Right. Because that's what they do. And so uh, it, it's, it was fascinating and maddening. And I again, a person who puts their career on the line to bring to light things that 
are wrong. Yeah, wrong. Very, very wrong. And I found it I really, really, want to really to this interesting. One. What did you get? Very at? interesting. I gave this one five stars. Oh gosh, I think had a great. I've had a week, good week of, of reading. Weeks. Yeah, I've had three five stars in the last two weeks. I Amazing. think. Amazing. And a lot of four stars. I've read some good books lately, but these are just you know if. If you're an American and <laughs> you're looking at, even if you're not an American, like look at how our society is functioning and what money and power is getting and what do we need to do? Yep. This cannot continue to happen. So, no, it's awful. Anyway, I am very interested in that. Book. Well written, well investigated, um, very good. Very cool. Yeah. It is on my list for sure. Yeah. Let me know what you think. For real. Ooh. I'm like nervous to read it because it's going to be awful. Yes. I mean, there is that, that it's awful. We know that going into it. The part that is so fascinating is all the loops he has to jump through to get a story written. And so sad. Yeah. Right. And all these, these are organizations that we turn to time and time again, like, NBC, this is who covers the Olympics. This is like, you know, like, this is our information. This is where we get our news from. And they're not sharing the news. What news are we getting? I think that this is just another reason that you need to be getting your news from more than one outlet Mm -hmm. and more than one media, like, whether it's television, newspaper, online, but you need to be checking all the sources. Yeah, find. Yeah, like, yeah, and absolutely. where are these stories coming from? And how are they? I mean, I'm learning a lot about that. I agree. Checking sources and, and having a variety of news input. And comparing the sources. Yeah. I do think one thing that's been really eye-opening to me is I've, I we both follow Sharon Says So on yep. Instagram. And when she puts up the one news of the day but how different people are reporting it, the headlines and how it's being, and the pictures they put with it and maybe what their goal in this story is or how they're leaning towards it and how very different and swaying it is. Um, And, and I found that I prefer to read than to watch somebody try to put a spin on a story because then it takes away everyone has a bias. Yeah. So if you've got a writer of a story and then an anchor person We've got two levels of bias in there. Let's just let's just read it so I can put my own voice to it mm-hmm. and kind of try to read between. I don't you, you know. Do you have to decide have to for yourself. That's why I think it's so yeah. important to read lots of. Yes. Read the story from, especially an important story. There's no way you're going to read every story from all the no, sources. There's so much. But if out there's there. something that's important, like make sure you're getting it from a few voices right. Right. rather than just one. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you may not get. Like all the points. You're yeah. never going to get all the points, but at least you're getting more. It's hard more. to know who to trust with our yeah. news. It's but so sad, but it it's is true. Really sad. And the more that we learn about it, the more that seems the truth. Right. Is that it isn't true. Exactly. The things that we get from them are right. not true, which and, is maddening. And where's the money? And where's the, you know, these news organizations, they do have to make money. Yeah. So they have to have those quick headlines that get people to click. They have yeah. to have... They need to make money to keep the organization going. It's I'll give business. them that. It's a business in and of itself. But we as consumers, consumers can choose where we go and choose if we're going to click on the salacious oh, it's so hard. titles or not. But you know yes. what? I have found like the more it, I, I used to just click, 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 click. On all of it. Because yeah. it was like, what? But that's what? money in their pockets yeah. for that crazy grab line. Yeah. It's, and you, and you, I'm always... Let down when yeah. I actually read. When the you story. click on it, you're like, "Wait, what the heck?" That's yes, it is yeah. never what I think it's going to be. And so I've I've really had to learn and train myself to like, no, no pass I'm going to scroll by. right on by that. That is yes. rubbish. Right on to the next. On to the next. So, yeah, that's good. Anyway, very good. That was a great book. I'm excited to read it. Yeah. All right, my last book today is Code Name Helene. Ooh. I by, believe I've seen the cover for yes, this. Yes, yes. It's, it's a very popular right book by Ariel Lahan. Lahan. Now, the reason I have not put it on a list of mine to read. <laughs> There's probably the same reason I haven't read it till now. Uh, World War II? It is a World okay. War II. Okay. Convince me. Okay. This was a recommend 
a recommended book by a friend of mine. She okay. was like, have you read this book? I, you know, I know you read a lot of books. And I'm like, no, I haven't. She's like, oh, you have to read it. And so I, I maybe wouldn't have read it. Okay. Because it's World War II, and I've read so very many. Yes. Um, that sometimes they run together. I agree. Um, but I wanted to read it so that I could talk to my friend about it. Because that's fun. That's a good enough reason right there. Yeah. I will read fun. anything if you'll talk to me about it after. I agree. This was a different spin, which is hard okay. to do. Yeah. It's hard to do. Um, but it was a different spin. The premise behind this is there is a woman. She is an independent woman. She, you know, for one reason or another, she was the baby of her family and left her home early. She felt like she wasn't really cared for at home. Her parents were overwhelmed. You know, they had a lot of kids. Mm -hmm. And so she just was like, I'm going to do this myself. And so from a young age, went out into the world and got a job and she was a writer, a journalist, and she's writing stories and whatever and found that she would make more money mm -hmm. or she could even sell her story when she would go under a man's name. But hmm. she didn't want to. Okay. So she would choose to sell her stories without a name. So they would oh. publish it without the writer's name unknown. at all. It was unknown. It was just a story. So that was how she could sell it without going as a man. Right. Anyway, so it's kind of a feminist take on World War II. Okay. And a strong feminist voice. Like she, um, when she sees bad, she calls it out. When she sees wrong, you know, she doesn't stand for injustice. She doesn't stand for just rudeness. Yeah. Like she just doesn't like it. And she, um, so the story is her kind of growing as a journalist and a writer and her interactions with love interests mm -hmm. and um, other women friends and then the war. And it kind of bounces from like the end of the war or her, you know, being really invested in the war at the end mm -hmm. and her life pre-war. So you're jumping back and forth to like when she was single and then, huh. but then when she's, at, towards the end of the war, she talks about missing her husband and wanting to okay. go. So she know, you know she's going to get married, and it's it's bouncing back and forth. And so what happens is, she, at the very beginning of the book, you think she's just an, a journalist, but then all of a sudden it jumps ahead, and she's parachuting in to behind wow. enemy lines and doing all of these things, and very much involved in the war. So you don't really know how she got there. You just know that you know she's 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 parachuting invested. yeah in World War II a as female. a woman and how she gains her power and you kind of watch her gain trust and respect and all of those things Very among cool. these men and yeah. she's. It's it's really a cool story. It is a very cool story. I gave it four stars. I mean, it's it's epic and it's a woman and she her code name is Helene. You never really uh -huh. learn her her first name and connect the two, you know, but it's, it's good. There's lots of things I want to tell you, but I also don't want to spoil it for you. I went into it myself and are blind. I didn't really yeah. know all of the things and it's, it's good. And what happens to the people she loves and, and it's, I mean, it's world war two. It's devastating. Yeah. Uh, the things that she yeah. sees, but also the good that she does is so harrowing. Right. Like, and how many people were doing good? Like, yeah. We look at World War II and it was awful. A lot of oh. awful things took place, mm -hmm. but there were so many people doing good. You you couldn't have won that war without all of the good that was being all done those quietly. People, just qu secretly. exactly quietly and small acts mm -hmm. that are are un like yeah. unknown. These unknown heroes that just did good. Yeah. And it and you never seem to do it free of charge like yeah there's always there's a consequence a risk. there's a and cost and and i don't think anybody walked away from that war um without big big scars absolutely like emotionally and physically just horrific right. anyway it's a fun it's i will say it's not super focused on like um the nazis in germany it's 
It's more in France. It takes place okay. in France and what's, and how the occupation happens there and what happens there. And so it's in that way a little bit different um, than other books I've read. Hmm. But it, but it was good. It's good. It's definitely good. It's definitely a World War II book. But I would say instead of following like boom, 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 it's like a back, back woods take on what's happening yeah. in the, in when you don't, where you don't see. Right. And maybe more like grungy, like villagers taking up their arms and trying to form militias to fight them like that kind of a take instead of an organized army yeah i will say that the townspeople yes what the townspeople were doing Mm -hmm. awesome yeah okay it's good four stars i'm gonna add it to my list my list is long i know (laughs) me too hopefully i'll get to it me too there you go Wow, what a good list. I uh, had a lot to talk about this week. Who knew? I've yep. been reading, reading up a lot. storm. I did just really quick. I read The Gunkel and I read You um, did Damnation Spring. Both did those you like as well. Them? I liked them both. I gave each of them three stars. Okay. So I liked Not them. Not like I loved you them. You loved the Gunkel. You did didn't you and love you loved the Gunkel. I like Damnation Spring a lot. Did you give it five? I think or four? I gave it four. Okay. I gave it three. I felt like it was a little bit slow. And it with the gunkle, I felt like maybe my hype. I, I so totally wanted do that to love every it every time. But um, oh, I gave Damnation Spring five stars. Five I stars. really okay. like Damnation so Spring. You, I liked it too. I just felt like it was a little slow. The gunkle, though, I, when we talked about who would star in it, and you said Neil Patrick Harris. Do you know who Ross? Hello, Ross is. You would know him as Ross the intern on the Late Show or the. Oh. Do you remember Ross the intern on Jay Leno? Yes. Okay, well, he's grown up. He okay. is like a 40-year-old man now, and okay. he has an Instagram, um, Hello Ross, and a podcast, and he is on Drew Barrymore's talk show. He's uh, – okay. anyway, he, I, he has a line of kafkans, and they talk about the kafkans that um, – that Gunkel wears in these, like he has yes. one for afternoons, and and Ross has a place in Palm Springs. He's always there. Anyway, when I read this, it was totally Ross the intern. Oh, that is which funny. is now Hello Ross. Um, I forget his last name in real life, but anyway, I think that's who would star in it. So there you go. There you go. There's my take on it. Very I enjoyed good. it. It was fun. And it is fun. I think Ross should play that. But you didn't love it like I loved it. Not as much. That's okay. But that's okay too. But it was still good. It was a great. It was a great read. Very good. I enjoyed it. So Awesome. Okay. Well, thanks for listening with yeah. us. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. We'd love to hear if you read any of these books and what you thought. Yes. You can send us an email also at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Absolutely. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. Rate and subscribe. Share with your friends. We always love our listeners. Please and thank you. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And, and this, this is, is your book club. Your book club.